like to welcome to the show writer and director of the upcoming film The Father, Florian Zeller. How are you today, sir? I'm fine. Thank you. Um, first question for you is uh, a little bit of an easy one before we dive into the film is, what is the first movie you remember seeing? I can't tell. You can't? <laughs> no, I can't tell because I do not remember. Um, I can tell you what was the first real shock. Shock, but it was not the, the first film I've seen, and probably it, I, I would say it, it was uh, Mulholland Drive by David Lynch, and I like quoting that film because there there are some connection with the film we are talking uh, about, The Father. But I will re I remember that uh, I was really shocked to discover that uh, a film could create this feeling in the audience, you know, uh, because the film is like a puzzle, uh, Mulholland Drive. And you have to be part of the narrative, you know, you as a viewer, you have to make it work. You have to, to, to be in an active position. And this is something that I guess uh, had a strong influence on, on my work uh, when I started writing plays and, and, and of course uh, with the film. Absolutely. So the father is about a man who refuses all assistance from his daughter as he ages. As he tries to make sense of changing circumstances, he begins to doubt his loved ones, his own mind, and even the fabric of reality. So this was originally a play. What made you want to turn it into a feature film? So it, it, it was a play called The Father as well. I'm French, as you can hear. So it was a French play. And at the very beginning, when I wrote the play, I guess it was something personal because uh, um, I knew a bit what it was to go through such a, um, a deteriorating process because the play is about, let's say, dementia. But I was not certain that the audience would be open to such a journey because I knew that it would be, uh, it would have been like a, a tough journey. And and when we started to play on stage, I was very surprised and moved to discover that the response of the audience was very powerful. And it was always the same. People were coming to us after every performance to, to share their own story and to, to, as if there was something cathartic about it. And I think that this is when I made the decision that I, I, I should make a film because to me, films are a lot about, you know, sharing emotions and to make you feel part of something bigger than yourselves. This is where you, you, you find something cathartic, you know, when you are not only just with your own emotions and when, with your own story, but through them to realize that we are all connected, that we are all in the same, uh, connected to the, you know, to humanity, painful humanity, of course, but still. Um, and, and so I started dreaming about making that film because everything starts with, with a dream all the time. But in that dream, the one and only face that came to my mind was Anthony's. Uh, Anthony Hopkins' face. And, and that's the reason why I made the decision to do the film in English uh, and not in French. It would have been, in a way, easier to, to try to do it in French. But I was absolutely obsessed and convinced that he, he would be uh, extraordinary in this part. That's the reason why I, I started writing uh, in English. And, uh, and this is how it started. Yeah, so when I was doing my research, my question initially was going to be what was um why did you pick anthony hopkins and then i started reading up about how you wrote it for basically anthony hopkins and and said yeah. that it basically wouldn't might not be an english version film if it wasn't if he wouldn't have agreed to do the film so what was it like working with hopkins it was um exactly what i could have hoped 
and a bit better. <laughs> you know, I think he is the greatest actor, living actor, in my opinion. And it's true that th that's the reason why the main character's name is Anthony, because I have, I had him in mind, but also I wanted him to, to know that the, the script was written for him. And also it was a way, the fact that, that the character's name, Anthony, the fact that the, the birth date is his own birth date, it was a way to, you know, it was as if it was a door it could have opened, it could open any time without thinking about it, without having to discuss it, to go to his own um, emotional territory, you know, because what I wanted him to do is to, to explore what is painful, you know, which is probably uh, his own feeling of mortality. And I, need, I needed him to dare going there. And, you know, when I first met him, uh, of course, I was impressed because he's Sir Anthony Hopkins. But after five minutes, I knew that it would be almost easy to work with him because he's, he's so humble, but also he's very brave, meaning that I had the feeling and the conviction that he's still, you know, this kind of artist, he's 83, but still is, is, he's willing uh, to put himself at risk, you know, he's, is not he knew that it was not a script to do what he's known for you know what he's good for it was it was about trying to do something else it was about uh trying to forget about everything he knew and to go to new territory so i think that i think he was really brave to to dare doing this you know because anytime especially when you are 83 you're like it's it's easier to do what what, what you know you can do, you see what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but it means that he's a real artist and, and mm -hmm. the whole process of working with him was like that. He's a real artist trying to serve something else than himself, serve the story, serve the emotions, uh, serve the vision uh, of the director. So it, it, it was a joyful and a great process together. So in, in with working with Hopkins and then talking about the script, for me, what, what stands out is the division of reality and what's real versus what is kind of in, in, in Anthony's head. When writing um, the script, um, how like for me, it's like I try to process watching the film and it's very, like I said, I've watched it three times now. And every time I pick something else, a little bit else up from the film that I feel like that you were trying to utilize. We talked about a little bit off there. You said this is something that you want people to kind of in, like watch multiple times. But every time you watch it, you pick something up. How hard was it to kind of write the script that can be somewhat confusing <laughs> to watch, but at yeah. the same time convey that message in a real and honest way? It's true that the narrative is complex and it, it looks like a labyrinth. But, and I know that the viewer has, I mean, I wanted to play with the feeling of confusion, but in my opinion, it was not confused at all. I was very precise about what I was looking for. And also because, you know, it's my first feature film and also because yeah. it's taken from a play, I, I knew the material, I was in a way overprepared, meaning that I knew exactly what I wanted to do, you know, with every frame. So it was like a very precise, uh, work because it was not about just making people feel lost because it's 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 easy to do that but it's it's to give enough information so that they, they believe they know what what is reality 
but at the same time, it doesn't quite work. You know, we were talking about David Lynch and, and in a way it's the same, meaning that it's like a puzzle. You can play with, you have to play with, with, with all the pieces to make it work, to, to make it meaningful. Yep. And you can play with all the combinations. It will never entirely work because there is a piece that is always missing and it's done on purpose because I wanted, you know, as I said, the audience, the viewer to be, to be in an active position. I wanted to be there, to be in a, in a very, in, in a unique position, you know, as if they were going through that labyrinth, trying to figure it out, trying to understand who is this man, who is this man pretending to be someone else and that scene, is it before or after? And I wanted the audience to understand that they are, they have to do the job themselves, you know, yes. to make it work. Not because I'm, I didn't want to do it, no. but because I profoundly believe that the audience is intelligent. So I didn't want it to be too easy for them. And I wanted it to be like an intellectual challenge. But then the moment comes when you, you, can, you can make it work entirely and you have to, to let it go in a way, as if you, have to, you had to accept that your brain is not capable to understand everything. Yep. And when you let it go, you can understand the whole story on another level, you know, which is a more emotional level. You know? yep. And this is the experience I wanted the audience to... To, 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 to follow, you know, meaning that you try to understand you're active and suddenly you, you let it go and your heart uh, make the job for you. Yes. And within each watch, one of the, my favorite, I think my favorite, there's a couple of them, but my favorite scene within the whole film is when uh, Anthony's in the apartment and um, she uh uh Megan Poots comes in right and it's her first visit he he introduces himself to her and he plays this he talks about how he's a dancer and he talks about how this and that and you are for me as the viewer I'm hooked in I'm like oh my god like maybe he's and then that fast he switches it off to realize oh my god like he's partially still has some sense of reality but at the same time he doesn't understand quite yet that he's does not at the same time, right? So what was it like kind of seeing scenes like that with Hopkins? Because, you know, you talked about you wrote it for him, but to see him kind of act that way, what was that like for you? Yeah, because he, it, it was a very um, playful scene to, yes. to show, you know, because, because it started as if he was like a, a very charming man. And, and suddenly, as you said, with just one sentence, there, there is that twist. And I knew that it would be um, almost easy with him to do that because you know we as if we could for that small moment uh recognize you know Hannibal Lecter you know for, for one moment exactly uh, he's so good at being very cold and cruel and the reason why is that you know I didn't want the audience after a few minutes to be like okay I got it we are in his head um it's about dementia and so uh, I got it you know even when you are suspecting that this is probably the case, I didn't want, I wanted to play with uncertainty, you know. So at that moment, we are not quite sure if, uh, and, uh, if Anthony is aware of the situation or not. And also this is the first moment you discover the new uh, set because one of the main work about that film was to, what to think of the set, meaning that what I didn't want to do is just to film a play. And, uh, so I, I wanted to try to do, to do something very cinematic and to do what the cinema can do and to do what only the cinema can do. And, and it, it was a lot about the set, meaning that I remember when I 
wrote the, the script, I, I, I drew the layout of the apartment because it, it was really part of that story. Yeah. And it was like a mental space. And this is something that was very important for me because you know, when you, when you, when you think of adapting a play into a film, the first ideas you have or the first advices you get is always to, to write new scenes outdoors to make it feel more cinematic. And I, I made the decision not to do so and to stay in this apartment, but to play with the set itself. Meaning that we shot the whole film uh, in a studio, in, in, a, in a small studio in London, so that I had the liberty to do whatever I wanted. You know, I could remove a wall, change the proportion, the colors, the, the furniture very easily. And, and to use it in a cinematic way. Meaning that at the beginning of the film, we are in Anthony's apartment. There is no doubt about it. You recognize his space, his uh, knickknacks, and, and, and there are no question about it. And step by step, always in the background, as subtle as possible, you have few changes, few metamorphoses in the set, on the set, so that you have the feeling that you know where you are, you recognize the space, you recognize the way to travel into it, but at the same time, you're not quite sure where you are anymore uh, <laughs> because things have changed and you cannot tell what. You just can tell that something had happened. So it's, 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 a, it's about creating a feeling creating a disorientation through the set. And to come back to the scene you just mentioned with Anthony uh, uh, tap dancing, it, 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 it looks like reality. It's looked like a playful moment. But at the same time, on the background, you see for the very first time that it's like a blue atmosphere. It's a new apartment. And, and it's, it's at, during that moment, he's speaking about the fact that this is his apartment. He's been living there. For, for 30 years and it looks like real, it looks like the truth. And at the same time, there is a contradiction with what you feel and what you see. And also a, a contradiction with the way Olivia is acting because she's clearly acting as if he's lost. Yep. And what, I'm sorry, my answer is too long, but- No, you're fine, it's great. I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm excited right now. So you're good, man. Like I'm... Now what I, what I wanted to, to create is many contradictions. And, and as a viewer, you have to deal with the contradictions and you have to find your own way in those contradictions. Yep. And so. <laughs> so it, I loved it. No, you, you don't understand. Like I said, I mean, I've watched this and every single time the little pieces, like uh, the third time I watched it, I realized Olivia Coleman's shirt was the same shirt she was, you know what I mean? Like it was you, like the little thing. So speaking of Olivia Coleman, how did that go about in, in getting her in this role? Um, very early on, I, I was hoping that she could be on board because I, I adore her as an actress. It was before she won the Oscar. Um, I've known her for years, uh, not personally, but through movies and, and series. And I think she's the greatest in the UK. I mean, if it means anything, one of the greatest. Um, and there is something very spe specific about her is that as soon as you see her, you feel empathy with her. I mean, she has something very, uh, I don't know how she does that. She does that. I think she does nothing. This is just the way she is. Yeah. But she creates something, um, you feel com uh, empathy with her immediately. And I, I knew that the film needed this because it's not only, it's not the story only of, um, of a man losing his bearings. It's also the story of 
his daughter trying to face this painful dilemma, this painful situation. And it, again, it's like a door that the audience could open anytime to feel empathy with the story. Uh, because the, what I didn't want the film to become is at a certain point, it's just a, a game of mine, you know? It, it, it had to be a game of mine, but it had to be something more. And, and, and to become something more, uh, I needed the audience to, to be emotionally very committed to the story and to the characters. And she was the one who could make it happen because, you know, as soon as, again, as soon as she's here in the frame, you, you're, you're with her. And it's like a miracle. And there are not so many actresses that are capable to do so. And it's the same in real life. You know, when you work with her, she's the same, meaning that everything becomes easier and uh, she's so lovable that everyone is nice when she's around. <laughs> so it, it, it's great to work with someone like that. And also she's like Anthony in a way, she's very humble. You know, there's no ego issues. It's, it's all about uh, the story you're trying to tell. It's all about the situations. I mean, it's all about cinema. It's, okay. it's, it, it's, uh, it's very simple, it's very light. It's very, uh, you know, what, what we do love. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, what you said is 100% true, because you you feel that empathy for Olivia, but at the same time, throughout the entire film, you can put yourself in her shoes if yeah. you have a mother or father that you could imagine, like, what would you do? How would you handle this? Like, yeah. you ask, you force us to answer questions that maybe we've never asked before. And that, yeah. to me, is an, another thing that was breathtaking. Yeah, because, you know... Um everyone has a father or a grandmother and everyone has or will have to deal with this kind of uh, dilemma. So, so I, it was a way to, I knew that, you know, there, I, I needed the audience to feel related to this. And the, you know, the theory is when you write a script, you have to decide what is the point of view of your story? Who is the point of view? And it's, it's like a very strict rule, you know, and I didn't follow that rule in that film. And I remember when uh, the first readers of the script were like, there is something that it's very strange. It doesn't work, you know, because you make us believe that, or you make us experience that we are in Anthony's head. But at the same time, you're telling the story also from her point of view. And it's not cinematic, it doesn't work. And, um, I, I made a decision not to follow those advices <laughs> because Thank this you. is exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. I, yeah I, 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 it's, again, I'm sure that was kind of hard being a first time filmmaker, uh, making those decisions and be like, look, I, I have an idea. I want to make it this way. So that I, I commend you for, I, I appreciate that because it, it makes the film so authentic. It really does. It, it's, it's breathtaking. Um, uh, one or two before we go here. Um, what was the hardest transition? from going from a play to filming? To tell the truth, uh, I would say to wait. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not to wait, not during the shooting, because no. you don't have time to wait when you are <laughs> shooting a film, of course. But, um, you know, to make, to make, it, to make it happen, it, it, it requires so much energy, you know? Um, but it, in, in, the other, in the other hand, it's good, you know, that it's not easy, you know, because it, it's, it's testing your desire and your, your will. Um, but 
you know, I come from theater, so my life so far was to to try to tell stories and to, to work with actors. Um, so it was like the continuation of something I, I knew a bit. Um, so I was not like, it's the very first time, even though it was the very first time. And also it's, it's a very restrained film. We were, you know, few people in a studio working together, rehearsing together. So it, I was familiar with that, you know? So um, what I can say is that I, I really enjoy discovering the editing process. This is something that was very exciting uh, to me. Um, and also maybe something else is the fact that, so I've worked a lot in theaters and I think that the beauty of theater is that everything you are doing, every effort you are making is done for something that will disappear. It's part of the beauty and of the nature of theater and have been working for years for things that would disappear in a way. Yes. And, I really, and I really love that. And in making that film, I also discovered that cinema is working on another level, talking about time, you know, the fact that, yes. uh, you know, it could be now, that it, it could survive uh, to this, especially when you are going through such troubled times, you know, you never know if the film will be released or not, when uh, and how, but yeah. still, uh, it's 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 like a relief to remember that it, it does exist by itself. You see what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. Because I mean, I know initially I had I remember the initial dates, and then there was another initial date, and now I know it got pushed again. But oh. um, I, I I don't have anything else for you. I just I'm thank you so much for doing this. Um, thank you so much for this film. It was it's hands down. I've seen almost 300 films this year, and it's hands down the best piece of theater or a uh, uh, film that I have seen this year. So thank you for your time today. Thank you for thank this you. film and creating uh, and keep creating art like this, this different, it's unique. It's not the same thing that we continue to see. So thank you Florian for your time today, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you.